It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. All right, inside the game, guys. The show, JC Sherbert, Phil Mullinax with you. I'm about half fired up today. Yeah, man, definitely. Same. <laughs> about half fired up, y'all. All, all right, right let's start. I've got. <laughs> I've got a list of. I've got a list of grievances, right? And I'm going to start with whoever the hell is in charge of or voting for the Ray Guy Award winner. I, I I honestly don't know if these people – it's the Augusta Sports Council, okay? They do it. Looks like they do a lot of biking and trick-or-treating. The last time they tweeted was on October 30th, 2017, so uh, yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know who these people are. Uh, I don't know if they watch the game of football. Um but I tweeted the, the the Ray Guy Award is an insult to Ray Guy. Uh, I think these are. I mean, are they rigged? Um, look, I mean, this came from the worldwide leader. Somebody named Julie McKay wrote it. Um, you know, so so here's the Ray Guy Award winner finalists: Mason Fletcher from Cincinnati, Adam Corsack from Rutgers, Bryce Berenger from Michigan State. How in the hell on earth is Kai Kroger not on this list? They just—I mean, I—I I, I don't know, Phil. Yeah, uh, I think he's second in the nation in putting average. Leads the SEC, uh, three for three passing this year. Uh, yeah, how many of those three threw a touchdown? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was I, a, a perfect holder all year as well. I mean, you know, it's just—it's. I'm usually like a little bit, you know. I mean, I, I'm 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 usually a little bit zen about these things, uh, you know, like the Pete Limbo Broils Award snub to me was just ah, it's the same old crap that most people say uh, about coaches where they they're drawn to offense or defense, mostly offense. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't even know if Alice Golich at Tennessee calls the plays; they they act like he does. But that's Josh Heupel's offense, but hey, they put up crazy numbers, so there you go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's hard for defensive coaches to get in there, and because I, I think that the media that covers this sport, they don't care about defense, they don't care about special teams, it's offense, offense, offense. Because I don't really think they even like the sport. I think they all push an agenda, and I think to be entertained, they like to see seventy to sixty-six. I'll, I'll never forget the day Baylor beat West Virginia uh, during the Bryles era and Holgerson era, 70 to 66 in a freaking big 12 game. Everybody's going on and on about that's the game of the year. No, it's not. No. Nobody played defense. Why don't you play seven on seven? I honestly think that the, another reason they like it, they don't like the physical contact. Uh, and I'll say that, uh, for most of them, not all of them. No, so I'm not putting a blanket on everybody. Uh, you guys know who I like and who I don't. Um, uh, you know, so so are these people voting? Who who's voting? Who's influencing? Who, who's the what the what the, what's going on with the media? Who helped the people from the Augusta Sports Council pick this award? And what in the hell are they looking at? I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, there's, I mean, there's got to be some sort of bias in there somewhere. Either that, or it's just completely 
you know, just nobody's paying any attention and they're just, you know, picking. Michigan State and Rutgers sucked. And last I checked, Cincinnati's not even playing for their conference championship. I know South Carolina's only eight and four. <laughs> but 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 how did this happen? Maybe it's you know? volume. <laughs> and the number of punts. <laughs> I, thought Kai, I thought Kai had plenty of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could turn on any any one of his games. I mean Especially last, I mean, so so I think this sucks completely. I, I think this is ridiculous. It's tone deaf. It's insane. Uh, you name it. I mean, he's the best punter in the country, and, and I don't even think it's close. And I, he'll go to the NFL and he'll play have a career like Ray Guy, mm-hmm. and not win the Ray Guy Award while these other slappies are probably, you know, <laughs> not even going to play pro football. And because Kai's tough too. I mean, he's a great athlete. Loves the sport. Um, I, I can, you know, I, I just don't get it. I mean, somebody over some somebody's like, oh, I just don't like them left footed kickers. Yeah, he's left footed. He's left footed. Can't kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm mad because he beat Clemson. <laughs> I mean, this is the that's this is the dumbest thing I've seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of dumb crap, right? This is probably the dumbest thing I've seen since I've been. Covering football, I would say that if Kai Kroger played for Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia, Virginia Tech, uh, who who do I not like? Stanford, you know. That's it. By the by, the way, that job's open. Good luck out there at that school. Yeah, well, it's kind of like I feel the same way about Hendon Hooker in the Heisman. I mean, I, I think I still think he should be a finalist, even though he didn't play in the last game. Yeah, I mean, his I, numbers I so bear too. that out. You know, it was like it's just it's asin completely asinine for Kai Kroger not to be at least a finalist. If you don't want to give it to him, don't give it to him. Yeah, don't give him the <laughs> award. But is he not supposed to be a finalist? I mean, he's not one of the. He's not. You're saying he's not yeah. one of the top three punters in the country. Spank my butt and call me Sally. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Nana Sports chat box, by the way. Cartwright goes, just joined the Big Spur this morning. Let's go. Thank you, Cartwright. Yes, Hope sir. you Thanks, enjoy Cartwright. it there. Um, good morning to J-Rock. Limbo got shafted on the Broyles Award. Broyles Award. Yeah, I, I, that didn't bother me as bad just because I know the inherent bias there. But yeah, I don't – I, I mean, yeah. the, mm-hmm. world, the world of punters to me – and look, there are these people out there, right? Because uh, I don't know that Kai had – Maybe I'll look it up. There are like these punting coaches, these private, and they're the ones that get kids scholarships and stuff. I don't know if one of these, maybe he didn't have the right slappy in his corner, the punting coach or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that was it. Um, Not that I don't like some of those guys, but some of them I'm just like, oh, so you're the gatekeeper for the punters. Great. That's just what we need, more gatekeepers in this sport, right? Um, They're just in it for profit or whatever. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of crazy. So anyway, uh, but it didn't hurt as, as bad as Jay. I, I was, I, I thought that sucked. Cause I thought, Hey, if I were wanting to have a finalist list, I would want as much variety as possible. Like when I used to do lists, right. For a living, mm-hmm. I would always look at it and say, my list sucks. Okay. If I don't have some variety, in other words, like we didn't rank four running backs in the top five, most of the time, unless it absolutely had to be that way. And, and there's no way the Broyles Award list absolutely has to be anyway like that because you have a guy that may or may not be even calling plays. Okay. Um, so, so, so I would want as much variety, you know, if I had a chance to put, oh, throw a left tackle up there in the top five, I would. You know, I wouldn't put two quarterbacks back to back if I could help it. 
you know, that makes a good, interesting list. Variety, uh, you know, different types of coaches, you know, it, it gives you more credibility. So I don't, so they got four offensive guys and I think one defensive guy. So that sucked. Uh, Brian says, did you see the Chip Hale, where Chip Hale shared, or the clip Hale shared, where Todd pronounced the clips of players three different ways within 13 seconds? It's a gym. Yeah. <laughs> Hale wrote the oral history of that. That He says the funniest play, and it, it was when, when Clemson ran the play from Little Giants, and they fumbled to him off Mustafa, circle of life. Ufafa. Yeah, it's like, oh, fumble recovery, Carolina. Fumble recovery, Trey Kenyon. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Clint says it's not that hard to pronounce. Yeah, it's Mafa. I thought. I always thought it was Mafa. Uh, mm-hmm. Kaki Gaming says October exploded into no orange November. Top three OC candidates. All right, I'm going to pause here because I'm going to get to this next thing. It comes mm-hmm. from our. Uh, Somebody I don't mention his name. I don't mean to give him credit. Uh, several, some of our guests go on his show. Uh, I've known him for a long time uh, on ESPN Upstate Radio. Mm. Uh, I will tell you, I've oh, never been. Uh, yeah, what? I, a- I, I I have never been more disappointed in anybody because uh, I used to go on his show all the time and, and talk recruiting, and we used to get along really, really well. Uh, and then he started. You know, he got that job, which I didn't think it was a super duper hire to begin with, but I kind of got my Mark, Mark Ryan's confused. Let's go ahead and say his name. Uh, and like I said, I, I, no problem with anybody that comes on our show that goes on his. I mean, you got to do what you got to do these days. Nobody from Bigsburg goes on. Nobody ever will as long as he's there. Uh, and it's simply because of this. I, I'm disappointed in his ignorance about the University of South Carolina. Um, I think it's fine if you want to be a shock jock and stir the pot, ooh, and, and try to you know, needle people and make them mad. But at least know your stuff. Like Walt DePula in that in that market kind of gets on my nerves, right? I, I think mm-hmm. the guy's a blowhard, to be honest, uh, and, and I'm sure he thinks the same of me. Uh, I don't. I, I think he's one of these guys that that uh, thinks he knows a lot about the game, but doesn't. You know, wouldn't last ten seconds in a like real environment where you have to know your stuff. Uh, however, I'll say this: he works to learn, and 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 although I disagree with him. Uh, profusely sometimes about the actual game, right? He at least takes the time to try to learn it. Okay. At least takes the time to sit there and go, well, this is this, this, and, and he's not out there needling people. I just don't agree with it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, sometimes the, uh, <laughs> the, the reputation is not well-earned if you want to know the truth about that one, but I, I respect him. You know, it doesn't seem like I do, but I do. I respect him because he does his homework, right? He'll do his homework to try to make his point. I, I think there's a short circuit there sometimes. I don't necessarily agree with him. I don't know what the hell he's looking at half the time, but he knows his stuff and, and does homework. This guy is like out to lunch. He knows nothing about the University of South Carolina. So today we get it, or yesterday there's a tweet that says, oh, Gamecock fans, Marcus Satterfield finally showed you what he could do. And you may act like you're happy he's gone, but deep inside you're – and then there's some stupid gif or something. Yeah. All right, so so anyway, number one, that means you didn't watch the first ten games of the year. Number two, that means you don't have any information about what's actually going on at South Carolina and what changed. You know, you just think, oh, it's Marcus Satterfield pulling a rabbit out of a hat, which, you know, hey, give him credit. I'm not going to sit here and beat a dead horse. 
I, I wish him the best at, at Nebraska. I think with Matt Rule, somebody he's comfortable working with and whatever, he's going to be maybe okay. I don't know, right? Wasn't really all that great at Temple. Didn't really call plays at Baylor. Rule's taking him out as OC. That's fine. You know, great. Not Carolina's problem anymore. But to say that, like, oh, you fans know you're just hiding it on the inside that you're sad he's gone. Some people maybe are. Those uh, people, you know, they, I, don't I don't know of a single, like, informed Gamecock fan that's like, oh, my God, Marcus Satterfield's gone. I don't. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, we're not dancing in the streets either. It's just like it, it was time to part ways. And yeah. we found a mutually beneficial way to do so. And we're ready to move on. But I can guarantee you there's not an iota of me that is sad to see him go. <laughs> I don't know of a single person who is. In fact, it was like. It was like the cherry on top of the whipped cream sundae. It really was. You know? It was like, wow, what a capper to the season. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was like, wow, this can't be. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Monday, you know? No. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know a single fan that's like, oh, God. You know, some people may, oh, well, you know, goodness gracious. You know, there have been a couple of posts here and there on the board. But, uh, no, I mean, th th this was, you know, so – I'm tired of people doing that. I mean, you know, look, you want to take shots, you, you want to you want to stir the pot, fine. But but at least have respect for yourself. Enough respect for yourself and the job you do. Okay? And have enough respect for your audience in my opinion to research before you say anything. Um, at least research. You may be wrong, okay, but at least know what you're talking about. And there's a difference between being wrong. I, I, I've been wrong before. You've been wrong before, Phil. We've all been wrong oh, yeah. before, right? Yeah, yeah. You I'll can't help in this business but be wrong. But there's a difference between being wrong and being completely ignorant about the subject you're talking about, okay? And that's the difference, folks, between you know, personality number personality A in the upstate and personality B in the upstate, right? And I'll go with A every single time in that situation. So that sucked. I thought that was yet another dumb thing that we've seen. And I, I, I just, it's just insulting that there's just this ocean of ignorance about South Carolina up there, um, you know, on his part on social media. Uh, so anyway, Jay Rock says top three offensive coordinator candidates, Garrett Riley, Kendall Browse, Willie Korn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely rule corn out. Uh, I, I, Riley's going to be a tough pull, I think, considering TCU's success they've had this year, and he's kind of been in the zone. I think Browse is a possibility. So that's a that's a deal there. Uh, I, I'll say that, and corn definitely would be. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm going to say nice things about Willie Corn uh, because I'm a Burns guy. Uh, but I have to be careful because I don't want to sit there and go overboard and, you know, act like it's my endorsement or something. But, you know, I, I think I think he'd be uh, – he's kind of a rising star. The only question is, is he the guy that works for the guy, all that good stuff. Uh, Macadino says, Kai wasn't the finals for the guy award. I guess South Carolina players aren't allowed to win these awards, huh? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, John's got a good question. and This, this is interesting here, Phil. Morning, mm -hmm. fellas. Um, quick question for J.C., John says, can Luke play in the bowl game without burning his red shirt? No. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, he played Georgia State, Georgia, Charlotte, SC State. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. 
So there's that there. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, if, but my understanding is based on some reporting we did on the bigspur.com, Spencer Rattler's not planning on opting out for the bowl. So that's a, uh, that's a positive, you know, yeah, that is uh, good. otherwise to carry and joiner <laughs> rock and roll again, buddy. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so we'll see kind of what happens. Uh, maybe says for me, it's Garrett Riley, Brennan Marion, Kendall Browse. You know, Brennan Marion's been mentioned. There, there's no connection. Well, there may be a connection. He's from D.C. Maybe they know each other. Um, and look, guys, I'm going to tell you this right now, too. There, there's certain things we all listen to out there that, that you know, I, I think sometimes people talk about what they want to have happen, and it comes across like it's going to happen. Um like I, a lot of that. Like I, like I, you know, I have no idea. Like like Graham Harrell from West Virginia, I like him. I've always liked him. Everybody seems to like him. I haven't heard his name from South Carolina at all, and have no idea if Shane even knows the guy. And that happened when Shane was hired. Certain folks latched on to certain names and kept repeating them, and it became like a game of telephone. Um, but you know, hey. If Beamer knows Brennan Marion, I certainly that that would maybe it's not the right time to hire a guy that wasn't actually calling plays last year, but I don't know. Clint what mentions, about the uh, guy at Wake Forest, JC? What is his name? Ruggiero? Warren Ruggiero. I you yeah. know I think there's the only question with him is his run game. Would it work mm-hmm. in the SEC? That mesh kind of yeah mm-hmm. delayed mesh point because uh, I think we've all seen Clemson blow that completely up over the years. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Clint says yesterday was quite the day. Satterfield out and Metallica re- released a new song and announced an upcoming album and tour. <laughs> I know, I know who's gonna be happy about that. My, our boy Jamie, Jamie Ray, for oh. listening. <laughs> new Metallica song and tour. Um, uh, Titan says, Good morning, Giant Killers. Uh, everybody's talking about Kai Kroger, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Adam says, What up, my dudes? Um, let the SEC and punting a second in the nation, but doesn't make it. I'm sick of these voters, Macadino. I have no idea who these people are. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I where mean, do you complain? <laughs> I I haven't been. I mean, I, I, I'm normally pretty zen about it. I mean, did you guys hear me say anything? But it was unfortunate that Limbo didn't make the the Broyles Award list. No, um, and I kind of understood why. Uh, these people, they have one job. Find the best vote for the best dang punters in the country. Who's voting? That's my question. And if it's the media, I'll go off. I'll completely. Oh even, if it, even, yeah. even if it's not the media, that's even worse because these are people that are supposed to know what the hell they're doing. Uh, you know, and if it's going to be a national award with the packaged in with the ESPN's award show, don't you think that you should probably know what the hell you're doing if you're voting? That's kind of important for the sport. You know, somebody should talk to the Augusta Sports Council. Um, you know, I don't like them left-footed punters. Left-footed punters. Yeah, Doc says those awards are a joke like the playoffs so concerned about the wrong things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Ryan says, how realistic is Browse and Jimmy Smith to Carolina? I know the stab connection. Um yeah, there was some speculation. Jimmy Smith's already going to come. You know, Hardesty's still there. I mean, um, you know, my understanding with Smith is if there if if there was a running backs coach opening, 
um, that, that there would be interest. But he's he's kind of a whereas Bryles and Pittman didn't know each other before they started working together. Um, he's a loyal guy to Sam Pittman. Uh, Pittman got him out of, I think out of high school coaching in Atlanta, but he's from Darlington and uh, probably a pretty attractive. And he is a ace recruiter. Um, look at Arkansas's recruiting, and you'll see Jimmy Smith, uh, Darlington native. Maybe he wants to come home. Uh, who knows? Uh, as far as Browse goes, I don't know. I expect there to be some, uh, at least a conversation. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot going going on with him as far as Arkansas head coaching opportunities, maybe some other coordinator opportunities, all that. RB says he likes Willie Corn and thinks he deserves a shot. But if you're going to be instituting that offense, I want the guy, not the guy behind the guy. Yeah, I, I think the question would become what would what WWWD, what would Willie do? What would Willie do? <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin Harris led the SEC in Russia. Couldn't even make the semifinal Doug Walker list. Uh, RB says, do you have a timetable for hiring? I do not. Uh, I don't. I think that with the two wins at the end of the season, uh, there's some time. You know, a little bit of time. I mean, there's not – you don't hear about guys, oh, we got to hit the – there are a lot of guys going to hit the portal or whatever. But, um, you know, that's the kind of thing. Uh, so, I, I think with the wins, everybody's feeling good, focused on the bowl. Um, you know, I, I don't – what I don't think is this, and I said this on 107.5 The Game today, uh, I don't think you'll see a situation where the new OC comes in and tries to install an offense before the bowl game. Uh, no. That would be grossly unfair to the better the seniors, you know, the, mm -hmm. to try to make them relearn things. I think there'll be an interim solution for the bowl um, as far as the play calling and stuff like that goes. Everybody says I'm celebrating Festivus and Kaki Gamey says drop your nuts November. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> somebody says thank you. Uh, Brian says Wes Rucker said Heupel's calling plays when he was on the show. Yeah, so that so you know you put Golish uh, is Golish Alex Golish. You know Golish. Yeah, you give him all this credit. You know somebody's gonna hire him and be like this. Well, hey, hey, this wasn't what we were thinking. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Trunk says Ray Tanner has to at least ask the questions. Yeah, Shane Beamer too. I'm sure. I'm sure the University of South Carolina is gonna respond to this. Um, and, and yeah, and Macadino makes a good point. It's bad because these kids work so hard to get the accolades and they're getting rigged. It's bad, man. You know, and, and I, I don't think college football's rigged, but there's some things that kind of make you go, hmm, start, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, you, you kind of look at recruiting rankings and what teams get the benefit of the doubt and what don't. And look, that matters. I used to do it. Uh, not that I, I, I'm not saying that I only looked at who to offer who and, 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 and gave preference to, to blue buds and, and all that. Uh, I'm saying that nowadays I see this more and more and more. Uh, you know, my, my buddy Barton Simmons, uh, who went into coaching, was actually really good about sticking guys up there that were committed to other schools because you know that the model is supposed to be the draft. Nowadays, it's just shoot, if you're going to a blue buddy up there. And see, that facilitates this whole false narrative about talent and all that because then the other media grabs it. And I, just, I just think the media in this sport's bad. And they do rig it maybe unintentionally at times. And again, mm -hmm. not everybody. Not everybody. There's five or six dudes out there that I, I wish were kind of leading the bandwagon, starting with my boy Josh T Pate, you know, and, and Barrett Sally at CBS. I mean, most of the guys at CBS are actually really good. And 
and all that. But, uh, you know, there, there's just some others out there that you just, you know. Anyway. Uh, JC's talking smack about punters. Saunders says, still no Christian UNC fan today. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, they look at, they're looking at style points. Trung says and systems wise, it's because we look like crap all year until the last two games. I, I mean, Rutgers was God. I mean, awful. yeah, but one of the, one of the guys is from Rutgers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. There's obviously something there. I'm, I'm sure the university is going to say something, but I mean, what do you, what, what can you do at this point? You got snubbed. I mean, Everybody knows he's a good punter, and Kai's going to kick it on Sunday. So <laughs> there, there's your reward, I guess. You know, yeah. Quincy says Derek Mason to Stanford. That's pretty good hire. I'm curious mm-hmm. to. I think he made a mistake taking Vandy because he's not a he wasn't a fit there. But I think at Stanford, where he knows the culture and's coached there before, I think he's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good fit. Uh, Jared mentions Belichick. Loved left uh, footed punters. <laughs> uh, Wantrell says Malik Hornsby and Kendall Browse next year. What's a UJC? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was a rumor that Hornsby would follow Browse. I don't know that he will. And I don't, I don't know if Hornsby's a quarterback. Uh, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. I think he'd use him in a lot of ways. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing. J- and 76 is JC. There's some shady junk going on. And a single reason Kroger shouldn't be up there. Well, here's my question. Who in the hell is pulling shady stuff uh, with the damn Ray Guy award? With Ray Guy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the, the nation's best punter. What? Well, why is there – that's my question. I was like, wow, I didn't realize this. There's some How many bets are taken on this? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it, it, may be, it, may be, it may be this. It may be like the difference between like uh, Little League baseball and like you know, uh, Legion ball, I guess. Yeah. Little league. There's all these politics. Cause there's these helicopter parents, right? That are, <laughs> yeah. My son, my son, my son, my son. And you get the Legion ball. There's a little bit more of a, Hey, you know, your son's not that good. He's not gonna play for our team. Maybe because the owners on the field, uh, and they care a lot. Obviously they're part of the team. Everybody loves Kai Kroger, Mitch Jeter, but maybe at other schools or generally, uh, they and maybe Kai just doesn't have helicopter parents, right? Maybe, maybe the other guys from I mean, look, Rutgers is having a bad year, but my son's a hell of a punter. No, I can't talk to Shiana's. Think about where Rutgers is located, right? What is that, New Jersey? Yes, right up from Atlantic City. So it's the mob who are actually put that guy. <laughs> uh, can we get the Rutgers punter on the on the regular award? Listen. I just started in a personal page. 50 baby. large on <laughs> the Pretkus pun. <laughs> God. So, anyway, I keep going on and on and on. <laughs> Clint says, not one person's upset. Satterfield's gone. I keep scrolling through if I miss <laughs> you guys. Uh, Greg McElroy is one of the Brawls Awards voters. Queasy says this. And he said uh, Limbo was on his ballot. Uh, Clint says, JC, if you could handpick the OC, who would you choose? Uh, if I were Shane Beamer, I mean, I know who I would have chosen a long time ago to be the OC at South Carolina, but I don't think you can do that right now. Um, 
If I can handpick the OC, probably be Kendall Browse if I get anybody. Uh, if not, Garrett Riley. I like Browse a little bit better for the SEC, I think, although Riley's offense is really, really good. Uh, I just like the fact that, hey, if you have a quarterback that can run but can't throw one year and he's your best option to move the ball, you can do it. If you got a guy that can chuck it all over the yard and five awesome receivers, you can do it. So uh, Joey Maybe says – A couple weeks and Lincoln might be available. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Drew said uh, on the boards, uh, oh, yeah, Phil Cornblue's interview with Reno. Reno said that Beamer will hire an OC after the bowl. Do you have any info on this? Shouldn't we have an OC in place ASAP for the portal? Uh, like I said earlier, I think they bought some time with the wins at the end. So I don't, I don't think you're going to see a mass exodus. Uh, I will say this. Never listen to recruits when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. And I know Phil's got to ask, and it's it was an interesting as heck read, I thought. And I think Dante Reno's good, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing there. Um, uh, Jared says, uh, uh, Kendall Browse is interviewing for the Florida Atlantic and Tulsa jobs. SC scout, yeah, I said. He is, but, like, so most of the people that are talking about who's on the short list for these jobs have not mentioned him. Now, there may be something else at play, or maybe the national media is mad at his dad, upset over what happened, you know, that kind of thing. Um, easy as is if Browse says no, go get Kevin Johns. I want to clarify this. I don't know that Kendall Browse has been offered. You know, he's just been a guy that's been mentioned. So I, I don't want to get into this thing with you guys uh, to where it comes back on Beamer. Like, oh, you you got your fourth choice because JC mentioned this guy first, this guy second. I'm Look, I, I'm, I'm mentioning a lot of guys. Uh, I just told you who I would hire out of the people that have been named uh, if I were Beamer. Because I, I think I think it's good to have a name right now at this point. It's good to kind of calm everybody down and not have to have a guy you got to sell. I mean, Phil, I don't want to sit here all offseason. My selfishly, oh, yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I'll do it mm-hmm. and try to sell everybody on something. Because nine out of, nine times out of ten, that doesn't happen. No. Uh, <laughs> um, all that good stuff. Uh, Travis says, "Do you think we're in danger of losing Reno since Sad is off to Nebraska?" I think you're going to find. And look, I'm not saying there's going to be no attrition at quarterback in the portal because I, I have a feeling there probably will be at least one, maybe two. But I'll say this. Um, I don't think Dante Reno. I, I think he he signed up to play to to play for Shane Beamer, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been told time and time again. These guys signed up to play for Shane Beamer. Don't believe anything else. You know, at Marcus Satterfield did a great job recruiting these guys and selling them on the program. These guys signed up to play for Shane Beamer. Um, period. Not and again, not saying that somebody won't leave. SC Scout guy says he's worried about Tanner Bailey the most. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, but he seems happy there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think with Bailey, you know, if, if you bring in a guy that, I mean, if you bring in Rich Rodriguez, heck, Bailey's probably gone. Joyner's probably coming yeah. back. Rattler's gone. You know, that's not <laughs> happening. That's not happening. But, uh, you know, that's the good point there. Um, and I know you guys are just kind of worried about Bailey because he said a lot of nice things about Satterfield on social media, but so did Reno and so did a lot of others. Um, so, um, yeah, in season, they're all his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, ex- exactly. So, uh, I guess we got to get to a break, right? Yes, sir. Time to hit a break. 
And it's time for is it time for the mental edge yet? It it it's we're at it, but I I, I have yet to see Sawyer in the chat, so we can okay. take the break and then we'll see what's up. <laughs> yeah, when he pops up, we'll let him know because he's we got to give away a prize package today. Yeah, yeah, he Someone picked the uh, winner at, at random and uh, has a name for us, so I'm excited to see who that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carolina Titan does mention this. Should we look at getting an OC quick? See, there's an Auburn signed Hugh Freeze, and someone consider that a better job, possibly. And yeah, Hugh Hugh kind of runs his own offense, but he also does uh, usually have a coordinator. Uh, in fact, he hired Longo at Ole Miss, uh, Phil Longo. Um, you know, so so we'll see sort of what happens. Clint asked about Eddie Grand. I think schematically he would. The problem with him is he has to bring his quarterbacks coach, that guy, you know, I don't know. Um, but he's off the field at Kentucky now, like living the dream. Um, so so we'll see sort of what happens there. All right, folks, I apologize that uh, I didn't get to everything in the Nanosports chat box. Uh, I'll try to catch up. If you have any questions directly for me, you continue to throw them, at, throw them out here. Brett, throw them at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's poll question, were you alive the last time South Carolina played Notre Dame? 1984. By the way, that was that was the year. So, yeah. were you alive when that happened? I was. I, I was, was as well. I was, I was as well. I was alive. So, uh, My uh, sister barely made it. <laughs> yeah. Right there. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um uh, SC Scout guy says, "What are the chances we get a totally unknown from a small school like we got White?" Well, I see. You got to keep in mind that's not like a totally unknown. Clayton White was known. He just wasn't kind of on South Carolina's radar till he popped up. Uh, but he was known. Um, Western Kentucky Conference USA. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if it came from the Group of Five. And as long as it's a guy from the Group of Five that's put up big numbers, like the guy at Georgia Southern is really good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care uh, at all. So that would be um, that there. Uh, Jan was at the game in South Bend working with the football team. No beer tree for my boy Jan uh, on that. Uh, all right, so we are going to go to break. I'm sorry. I had a lot no, to say. No, no, hopefully. I'm, I'm only to like – I'm through the poll question. Upstate Radio, uh, SEC, SEC Bowls are next, man. I'm about to fire off. That's right. Yeah, off. here we go. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, then we'll get into coordinator talk and, and some other stuff uh, in the second hour. Right here, Inside the Game Crashes Show, back after these messages. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf, or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Meredith is the person you need to go to. She's competing in her final USGA Mid-Amateur Tournament this summer before going full-time into teaching and coaching individuals. If you're in South Carolina, Meredith will be conducting in-person golf lessons at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course. She'll play 9 or 18 with you. If you're out of state, though, this is really exciting. She'll be conducting virtual lessons. You can send in your swing for her expert analysis. Also, in November, she'll launch an online course with video instruction for all ages and skill levels. Meredith has 20-plus years of knowledge, former SEC golfer, all of that. So contact her on Twitter, at Taylor at M-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or go to McKellarEnterprises.org. McKellar is spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, Enterprises.org. Her email is on the website, so you can connect with her for any other questions. Go get your golf game in order. Take advantage of Meredith Taylor and her services. What's up, this is Jaheim Bell with the Gamecocks, and you're now listening to Inside the Gamecocks Show with J.C. and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, everybody. J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax. First hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Coldwell Banker Kane Realty here in the upstate. Give, I'm not I'm getting them mixed up. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, this is Cindy. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy. Cindy Searfall. We have too many real estate. No, no, no. We love them all. No, Cindy Searfall, Coldwell Banker Kane. Give Cindy a call for your upstate residential real estate needs. She'll handle all of that for you. 864-414-5271. And we are joined now on the McKellar Enterprise guest line by Sawyer next for our weekly mental edge segment. Sawyer, good morning. Okay. How are we today? Good morning. Doing all right. I'd like I'd like to also mention inside the Gamecocks the show, and we're gonna have more graphics and stuff on this soon. Is is the title sponsor of the entire show is Express Sunrooms of Columbia. So if you're looking to uh uh go get a sunroom Go see my boy John JB Kingman Cock and he'll be on with us real soon with some bigger news to come. Sawyer you doing all right? I am. Uh, Ryan, a minute or two behind, had a screw in my tire this morning, so I had to get that taken care of. That's never fun, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, J- John Whittle like broke down last night. He had a, a guy's battery died in his, his car. He texted. I had a dead battery on uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where, yeah, where'd one you way to practice gratitude and patience and uh, making good choices and where'd you get your and calm and all those things, where, right? Where, where'd you get get your battery from, Phil? I uh, <laughs> I, I still have connections with the uh, best uh, place uh, in town. No, that's uh, why I spent 20 years in the battery industry, and then, yeah, so that's why. Yeah, that, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a little inside joke for me to fill there. All right, so so how thankful should South Carolina fans be and uh, uh, full of gratitude, uh, I think, quite frankly, for, uh, for Shane Beamer because of the way he held uh, this team together and finished with the best two weeks. I mean, it's, it is the best, if you go by the rankings and, and, and who they beat, the best two week stretch in program history. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. It's um, two huge wins. And I go back to my earlier season prediction. I hit the nail on the head. I predicted eight and four and alas, we're, we're there eight and four. Now I didn't think how the wins came would be what I watched this whole season, but I'm glad that the wins came nonetheless. And I think that was maybe my message several weeks ago was when if it takes to win ugly win ugly and that's what happened for the Clemson game I have obviously living in the orange fog up here I told someone it was a limp to the finish whoever went to the finish first would win the game and Carolina certainly didn't play their best ball but the good news is Clemson played even worse and uh we were able to to take a win and it was it was great um and I think it's also interesting to see Clemson fans doubting the future of the program. It wasn't a, well, you won this one game. It's, hey, we're starting to have concerns about the direction of our program as a whole. And, and I think the opposite's happening with the Gamecocks. It's, hey, you know, we have even more faith in Shane Beamer that he's going to do the right thing, make the right decisions, rally the troops when needed to, and go out there and compete every single game, no matter what the fans think or or like or don't like, he's going to do his job, and he's he's demonstrated that. I, I can't, you know. I I think if, if they're not careful, Dabo will leave. I mean, he'll have other options. I mean, you know, uh, whether whether it's bouncing to the NFL, like a lot of coaches do, and then you know, after two years, saying, "Oh, Alabama's open now," Mama called, uh, or because I, if you're Dabo, I don't think you want to replace Nick Saban. I don't think anybody does. Uh, so let them hire whoever. Uh, they'll probably fail in two years because Alabama fans will be like questioning the direction of the program. They already are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I just, I, I think, uh, and I have to take exception with one thing you said. I, I thought South Carolina's defense in the second half played well, held them to 15 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, the coverage had a lot to do with that in the secondary. I don't know, Carolina special teams were outstanding, absolutely, um, and the uh. So, so Kai Kroger gets snubbed for the Ray Guy Award uh, finalist uh, list today. I thought that was awful. I've been fired up about that all morning. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I do think that anytime you win a one-point game, though, Sawyer, there's a lot of gratitude involved. I mean, that, that fumble at the end, Nate Atkins, unsung hero, right? Yeah. Who who thought that Nate? Raise your hand if you thought Nate Atkins would be the hero of the Clemson game or one of them. I mean, the, the guy catches a long pass. He has four catches for sixty two big yards, uh, and then at the end, he he forces the fumble on Antonio Williams. The Gamecocks got it back and and clinched the game. Otherwise, Williams is at the forty five. That was the one punt. Maybe Kai didn't hit so well. 
Uh, Clemson's probably a long pass away, which we're, we're all familiar with them completing long passes late in the game mm. and eliminating one-point Gamecock leads. If you were in the stadium in 2000, you know that. Um, uh, you know, so I think a lot of nervous Gamecocks there. But, man, unsung hero goes down and does it. And once that happened, the celebration was on. But I think anytime you, you come out that close with that kind of victory, uh, there is a lot of gratitude you have to give. Yeah, and it fuels the fire. And I, I think it's also something we can – applies as fans you know sometimes we don't have our best days but hang in there keep fighting and uh take our shot whatever whatever our life circumstances are and i think that's really important because we're going to have battery issues as, as phil did screw in my tire and and some people were battling sickness and and other challenges and hopefully people don't have too many family fights at thanksgiving but you know hang in there and continue with the gratitude and just continue moving forward and find a way. And I think that's what the Gamecocks did. And I think that's maybe a message that we can apply as well is just find a way to keep moving forward and seize momentum when we have it. Talking to Sawyer Dix, the mental edge. So, um, and I don't know, this is probably, in my opinion, based on kind of what I know, more applicable uh, to maybe some other situations around the country. Uh, with coaching changes and stuff, uh, more so than South Carolina. But I'm sure there are some people that are not as fired up uh, about uh, Sat leaving. Um, so uh, tell me, like, if you're a student athlete and you do go through a transition, be it uh, assistant coaches or head coaches or whatever, because it's, it's going to happen all across the country right? Uh, here here soon. Um, what uh, – what? Uh, how do you handle that? How do you persevere? Uh, you got uh, obviously you got some easy options now with the poor transfer portal yeah. and instant eligibility and everything else. So, you know, h- h- what would you say to a young man that's like, man, I'm really down about coach leaving because we had a good relationship, uh, but I kind of, I mean, I like it here, I'm so happy here, but I, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe going someplace else. You know, what can, what can you tell them about mental toughness and perseverance? Well, I think self-reflection is really important. They have to figure out, all right, where am I, um, aside from this coaching change happening, where am I in terms of am I enjoying school? Am I having success with just the academic side? And then athletically, what's my individual position coach telling me? What's Coach Beamer telling me? And Coach Beamer has individual meetings with, with guys over the next few weeks and so that will be important as they go through those decisions. And some of them will choose to go on, uh, whether it's NFL or, or perhaps portal. And, and those are not easy decisions. But I think part of it is, is having some reflection of, okay, what are my goals? And am I on the way to, to reaching those goals or do I need to go in a different direction? And I think the students um, have to make that decision. The ones that choose to stay around, they have their belief in Coach Beamer that he's going to make the right choice and put them in the best position. And then even though this one relationship may be gone, they can also look at the other relationships. They have their relationships with teammates, the relationships with uh, the sports staff, the relationships with the other coaches. And so I think as a whole, yes, it, it hurts and it's difficult to, if you have a really strong relationship, with with a coach and the coach leaves it's you can't replace that so i think that's part of the message that they say themselves is hey 
you know, nobody can replace that person, but it's how can I move forward with my goals and can the next coach come in, the next offensive coordinator in this case, step in and continue to assist me in, in helping with my goals, which is the ultimate key, right? We talked about maybe Seraphil's downfall was he was not putting the players in uh, positions to succeed at time. And so if they view that as, hey, you know, hey, was a great person, but the next coach just gives me more opportunities to meet some of my goals and gives me the best opportunity to be athletic and succeed and contribute to the team. And I think that's the, that's an important um, facet to, to look at. Talking with uh, Sawyer Nix, the mental edge. Sorry, I blanked out. I'm so mad about this Kai Kroger thing. I can't see straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just like, even Shane Beamer tweets out, quote from Beamer, do these people actually watch football? What a joke. Was he a junior? Is is Kroger a junior or a sophomore? I can't remember what year. He's a first year was pandemic year, so he, he technically redshirt. So he's a redshirt freshman last year, so he's a redshirt sophomore. Okay, yeah. And I was just him as a junior, but yeah, mm-hmm. play a role. You know, they some awards they tend to, you know, it seems like Heisman gravitates away from that. But I wondered about, you know, are they picking some of the more upperclassmen? And I haven't looked. I saw the other guys that were listed, but didn't know what year they were. So sometimes I know in, in past, it's like, oh, we're going to give the award to the senior or the junior. And, yeah, well, and, and, and here's where this thing lacks credibility. They put out the Ray, the Rays list, uh, the Rays, uh, Ray guy list every week. Uh, I think Kai was on it like more than any other guy. I mean, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he won the individual weekly award, I think, twice. Yeah, so what's the yeah. what is the uh what's the criteria there for getting I mean, do they not even care about it? Why who puts uh, that's what I want to know who. That's that's my question. Because my my guess is there are some people that don't know their behunkas from a hole in the ground uh on this on the subject or or, or like I said, I may I'm, I'm, I have a conspiracy theory. Yeah, uh, don't call me Alex Jones. Uh, we have an Alex Jones that works for the site because this, this is not that bad. But maybe punters sometimes have because I know from doing recruiting, you get an email from a punter's parent. It's a little bit more vicious than other positions. Uh, punters, <laughs> punters, parents, and middle schoolers. And I didn't even come. I, I just dismissed middle schoolers. Somebody sent me something like, "This is my boy. He's in sixth grade. He's underrated. Not getting the love." <laughs> I'm like, nobody's given love to to, to, to that age. I mean, you know, I mean, eleven year olds. I mean, I, I would have. I was, I was six. I was a six foot and a half defensive end in sixth grade. I was too tall, Jones. I would have been a five star. Do I look like five star material to you? No. Have I ever? No. Not since sixth grade. Those of us that peaked in sixth grade understand this. You know, uh, but punters were an extra level of vicious. I just don't understand why my son's not getting any love. My God. Place kicker parents were a little more like golfer parents. You know, punters, oh, oh my, uh-uh. no, you don't mess with. I just delete it. My son, the punter, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe that's it. They get pressure from parents and the Augusta Sports Council just caves. 
All right, put him on. God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that kid from Cincinnati's mom is insane. Just put her on. <laughs> you don't want her down here, man. She's <laughs> full Karen. <laughs> we haven't heard anything from the Krogers yet. Yeah, they'll be fine. Just leave them off. Yeah, Lily, right. no. Lily, no. The Krogers are from Chicago. Yeah. They're going to call me like, hey, what about my son? I'm going to ask you a question right now. Beef sandwich. Go Bears. <laughs> You want me to drive down there to where is it? Uh, south to uh, Tennessee? Got what? To Mississippi? Uh, where? Or, yeah, you know, people up here confuse all the southern states. Where are you from? Like Mississippi or somewhere? Uh, I'll drive down. How do you get the mosquito repellent and a shotgun? We're going to go see these people and, and pack a beef for the road and a, and a couple of old styles. Anyway, all right, Sawyer, we had a contest winner. Um, <laughs> you, you drew it randomly. I thought there were a lot of go. I want to give a special shout out to folks like Christian and Xavier mm-hmm. and guys like that. Uh, really heartwarming for me on Thanksgiving. Uh, I get a lot of gratitude out of you guys having a blast watching and interacting with this show and, and to take it a step further and say, well, hey, this is important because it gives me an escape uh, through the, 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 the life I live. Um, that means even more. Because uh, it's an honor to, to, to be an escape, I, I think. Uh, so go ahead and bring us the winner. It was, um, let's see, Seth um, Wagoneer. Okay, Seth. Yeah, he's a chat box. Yeah. So you win the prospect, Seth. Uh, email us inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com uh, with your t shirt size, and I will get you that t shirt. Uh, Brian, our first contest winner. His T-shirt should be here any day now because um, I, I had to order because of the size. I, didn't, I, I was out of the sizes, but I'll get that uh, all taken care of. T-shirt, hat, barbecue sauce, mag, all that stuff, uh, courtesy of Carolina Rise and Inside the Game Costume Show and Sawyer Knicks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what, what did you think about the response to Sawyer? Oh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. And hopefully that was something that, you know, we can take time out you know, each day to be appreciative of different things that's going on in our lives. And, and I think part of that that's going on in our lives is inside the game cots, the show. Um, it holds a, I think a place in most of us. It doesn't occupy our whole day, but it's important. And otherwise we wouldn't be listening. Um, I'll think we'd, you'd get the views uh, or the listens if, if it wasn't important we didn't appreciate it and uh, enjoy it. And so hopefully we'll continue to be thankful and grateful and enjoy the segments that I know I do. Yeah, I'm here on Tuesdays, but I, I listen to all of the segments and all the shows uh, throughout the week at some point catching up. And so I'm I'm thankful and enjoying the entertainment value. Uh, last night, my wife actually mentioned I was uh, doing dishes and listening to the to the show and started laughing about something. And she's like, what? What's going on? I was like, I'm just laughing at the show. You know, entertainment <laughs> value. She's like, you know, I just. I love watching you laugh, and um, so I, I think that's – laughter is good. I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of sports shows that are kind of grumpy old men, and uh, that, that's, that's, that's no good. I mean, there's, there's too much of that, and, and I think certainly keeping it light. And, and we do address some heavier topics for sure and some frustrations, but I, I think you all do a great job of getting a mix in, and, and I think – being able to laugh is really important to loosen us up and helps us um, maybe be distracted or focus on something different. Laughter, not only does it have help us, you know, mentally and emotionally and physically, all those things. 
um, it's it's great, great mess. And as they say, laughter is great mess. And so I, that's one of the things I really appreciate about the show. Yeah, I like to keep it. You know, my my dream has always been to number one, do a show with Phil. Number two, uh, do a show like where it's both entertaining and informative. I think those are the best shows. Um, you know, you don't have to be all serious all the time, and and, and especially don't have to be like really, really you know, ignorant about the subject you're talking about, like, you know, a certain uh, radio host of the upstate. All right. It's neat that I get, I've, I've been on both sides of this microphone, you know, I've been on the listening end of it for years and enjoying it and, and have experienced that gratitude. And now I, I get to be on this side of it, having fun cutting it up with JC, which is, you know, just equally as fun. Yeah. Outstanding. All right. Sorry. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Hope you have a great week. Thanks, bud. Yes, sir. All right. Sawyer next with the mental edge. We'll keep talking to him through the bowl game. Uh, right? To the bowl game. Uh, yeah. I was kind of, kind of looking at that schedule, Phil. I, I don't Bowl week's going to be interesting for the show because I'm out. I'm at Disney. Yeah, 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 and and then, I, then I'm thinking of going to the bowl. Uh, I, I think I'm going to come up with a remote way to do it. So. Uh, uh, just once or twice at least, but yeah, we're going to well, we, where are we going? Do, do, do we, I don't know. I figured we talked to Brad yeah. Crawford about it's going to be a bowl in Florida. I just yeah, released, I, I released a column on the big about the sec, which decides once it gets past the citrus bowl, the sec office decides, don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the sec should do Carolina solid and send them to Jacksonville. Uh, even though the payout's less in Jacksonville and all that, let them play Notre Dame. That's what Carolina wants. That's what the fan base wants. Uh, Gamecocks have not been to that bowl since 87. It's closer. Uh, the fans would uh, are dying to go to Jacksonville, right? Um, whereas I don't know if Ole Miss or Mississippi State will travel over there. Uh, and then let, let somebody else go to Tampa. I mean, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have anything against the Outback or the ReliaQuest Bowl, but you know, I, I went back through it, Phil, and it just seems like every time the Gamecocks uh, have interesting bowl options, they ev- ev- you know eventually get jettisoned for one reason or the other to Tampa. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a great history with that bowl. I think if you give it some more time, people would – I mean, some of the most iconic plays in the history of the – recent history of the program have been down there. Yeah, uh, really. Ryan Brewer, uh, Daniel Weaver's kick. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, you have the um, you know, the the hit by Clowney, yeah, Dylan yeah, Thompson I mean, with the A Sanders punt return, Jake Bentley leading a comeback. Uh, one of the best ones, the Muschamp era. Muschamp beat Jim Harbaugh in that game. Yeah, you've beaten um, some premier programs there in Atlanta. I mean, Tampa, yeah, Tampa, right? Tampa, yeah, Tampa's yeah. friendly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh. If they the, the the projected opponent in the Outback or ReliaQuest uh, is my boy Brett from Illinois. Oh Brett! Oh Brett! <laughs> oh Brett! So, Brett. All right, <laughs> that'll be good. So anyway, all right, we, I've got a lot of Nana Sports chat box to catch up on. Once again, inside the game, guys, the show uh, sponsored exclusively, title sponsor, Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Uh, check them out. Also, when the bowl is announced. We have a partnership with a, a company, a new company called fanplans.com. We would encourage everybody, if you're going to make your plans, make them through fanplans.com. You can use your rewards points, uh, you know, get your get your credit for it, all that. Uh, good price. It's better than using Expedia or something like that. And uh, 
uh, is to help out in the game Texas show and Carolina Rise. You know, the, the collective there. You got a little portion of that that uh, I'm out of my share that I'm willing to donate to Carolina Rise if you guys use fanplans.com. So we'll have more about that later. Head to the second hour inside the game Gamecocks' show on a Tuesday. Back after these messages. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are. Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die. Our Gamecock fan has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy, 864-414-5271 or email ccearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbcane.com, C-B-C-A-I-N-E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast, Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Cindy Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Game Cox. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Let's say you need catering. You need a food truck. You just need to get some delicious food to feed some people. Nana's Porch is the place for you. I've known Chris, the owner, for years now. Uh, They helped with the Big Spur Golf Tournament. 
uh, catering it. It was delicious. I highly encourage you uh, to go visit nanasporch.com. That's nanasporch.com right now uh, to take a look at their services, their menu items, everything you may need for your event, the professionalism, the food, the taste. Uh, it's unrivaled. Uh, in this space. 336-259-7550 is the phone number. Or again, go to nanasports.com. Uh, we talk about them all the time. They uh, sponsor the chat line here on the podcast, but uh, wanted to tell you about it right here, straight from JC. Tell them JC sent you, uh, and please support this Gamecock-owned and operated business. Also a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Gold Tigers in the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at a Burgesson. That's a b e r g e s o n at remax.net. The show sponsored in total by, of course, Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Uh, give John a call. Set up a time to meet about a new sunroom for your home. So you got an email address, huh, Jay-Z? Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, my boy, John Whittle, uh, the Rig Award. Uh, I got a phone number, too, but I don't know. Maybe send an email. Uh, okay. All right. Guy Award, R-A-Y. G-U-Y-A-W-A-R-D at gmail.com. There you go. And uh, and I'll tell you this, unlike, you know, like Microsoft Outlook where you can like easily like filter emails out, that Gmail is going to get through. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest with you right there. So everybody, everybody send a... uh, um, a, a thing. I'm about to tweet it out too. Yeah, blow that email up. <laughs> it I mean, is, I mean it really is just a miscarriage to not have Kai on the mm. list, if not for the finalists. I, I mean, I, I don't get it. There's got to be something at play there that we're obviously not privy to, but as I'm sure there are with all these, you know, the end of year awards and things of that nature. I know there's politics and biases and all sorts of stuff that go into it, but that that, that one's just a travesty. <laughs> That's just terrible. So anyway, uh, Nana Sports Chat Box, I help consulting mailbag full. Uh, the poll question today was, were you alive the last time South Carolina played Notre Dame. Because, look, look, I know we're all kind of anxious, and uh, I feel strongly that the SEC should send Carolina to Jacksonville. I don't know if they will. Uh, they should. Um, but probably the two best bowl prognosticators are Brett McMurphy and Brad Crawford. We'll have Brad on tomorrow to talk about this. Uh, McMurphy's got yeah, – he's kind of like the, 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 the Lenardi. The bracketology guy, Lenardi, yeah, yeah, yeah. of bulls, Joe. Uh, yeah, Joe Lenardi. He's sort of Joe, yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy, Joe? Yeah. Uh, so he's sort of, um, he's sort of one of those, uh, you know. He usually, get, but he has Illinois, Carolina, and the ReliaQuest Bowl. Uh, Brad still has Notre Dame, South Carolina, uh, in the Gator Bowl, and it's been reported that's their dream matchup. So. I just don't see what the big deal is, man. Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, they have not played in that bowl 
six times since 2000 with the King guys. This will be the sixth trip down there. Uh, and you're talking about a school in South Carolina that's, you know, caught the wrath or, or caught the short end of the stick with the bowl selection. I mean, I still remember they, them sending the Gamecocks to the Liberty over the Music City just because the Music City had a bunch of Kentucky Wildcats on its board. You know, oh, we want the Wildcats. Oh, okay. Um, Have we I, ever played in the Music City Bowl? No, no. never. No. Um, it always just seems to work. I, I, I seem to remember uh, the Gamecocks in 05 getting shipped to Shreveport when Steve Spurrier's first year when they were 7-5 and beating Florida and Tennessee were, were game away from winning the Eastern Division. Uh, I seem to remember, uh, you know, the Gamecocks getting shipped to Birmingham twice when they really should have gone someplace else both times. So it's not like Carolina hadn't been a team player in all this. Uh, some folks want to blame Ray Tanner for it. I will say uh, when Eric Hyman was in charge, uh, bowls were a little bit more – you had a little bit more push from the athletic department and the uh, the bowls themselves. Now the SEC is basically – they're basically like – like speaking of Lenardi, they're like the NCAA tournament selection committee. Okay. And they just sit there and do their own thing and they could care less what you think. Um, so, so I do think that, but anyway, so the poll question is this, when is the last time, I'm sorry, were you alive? The last time Carolina played Notre Dame, 1984 in South Bend, Indiana, I was, but 63 votes are in on Twitter. 57.1% of you know, have not. Wow. Our audience is young. That's we nice. have a younger <laughs> audience. As good as this. Phil, we're gonna be we're gonna be in business a little bit longer, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I tell you what, I uh, I was what three years old, and we lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. That was the year my sister was born in August that year. So she, like I said, just made it. She was alive, however, completely oblivious to anything going on. <laughs> Uh, I think Bruce is a new chat boxer, but I'm not sure. He asked this last hour. I hope you're still with us, Bruce. Has Rattler decided on next year or the bowl game? Uh, re- reporting is the bowl game looks likely. Um, you know, and, and I, I think I, I think Spencer will play in the bowl, um, especially if it's well. I mean, you know, all three of those bowls are relatively big. Mm-hmm. Um, and not opt out. Uh, I, I think that uh, going pro is just kind of a decision he and his crew have to make. Um, I don't. I don't. I would lean towards him going pro at this point, but that's that's speculation. It's informed speculation uh, based on me. Um, Clint was alive. He was seven. First memory of Gamecock football. Gaming was born in '85. J Rock was wasn't even a twinkle in his parents' eye. Born in 1991. Um, <laughs> Clint says, what do you what do you guys prefer? I'm torn between citrus and gator. Uh, if the citrus is Penn State, I'm for that. Oh, yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. Over the gator. But I'm also like, like there's one projection that has Purdue in the daggum. Now, Purdue would be winnable, I think. I don't think Purdue's all that good. They won the Big Ten West. Uh, I'm just glad it's not. I'm glad Iowa is not mentioned. Because that would be. Oh, um, yeah. Did you imagine Iowa, South Carolina, with Satterfield running the offense? He oh dear lord! <laughs> that that would have been like nine to five. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkeyes, Hawkeyes, Hawkeyes. Um, uh, yeah, where you know, that came from? You know, yeah, one touchdown and a safety. <laughs> lo- logistically, for me, the Citrus would be easier because all I got to do is push my flight back. Uh, I'm flying back to New Year's Eve as it stands now. 
uh, from Orlando. And so I, I get, I'd probably get a cheaper flight coming back on the third because uh, it's on January 2nd, plus three more days in Orlando. May hit up the Hard Rock and, and Universal and spend New Year's Eve down there. That'd be great for me and the lady, but Jacksonville would be cool too because I could just bounce right up there from Orlando and fly to Jacksonville. But uh, uh, And I'd love to see the Notre Dame matchup. Now, fiance is she's seriously stressing it. She's seriously stressing. Um, and she's all, and, she, and if it's Tampa and we play and Carolina plays Illinois, she's sort of stressing that a little bit too. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you're just a closet Illinois fan. You didn't, you just partied there. You went to <laughs> Illinois State. You're a Redbird, not an Illini. <laughs> so anyway, you know, stop, stop messing with my teams, clown. My teams. You're gonna play both my teams. Both my team. <laughs> my, my stories. My stories. <laughs> oh, uh, Matt says Gator for me. Clint selfishly. I have to be back to work on the third. Seventy six. Ask about Shanahan from James Madison. Could be a dark horse that emerges. Don't see him getting it though. Uh, and, and he's not related to the Shanahan family, by the way. Yeah, no um, relation. Hmm. Ryan says, what about the quarterback they brought in as a walk-on from California? Had the same quarterback coach as Rattler. How's he doing? Jalen Daniels, very good player, big upside. Uh, my boy Chicken fan uh, told me he got to see a scrimmage. Uh, in the, he said, that guy looks like an NFL quarterback. So that could be a big steal. I don't know how attached he is to Marcus Satterfield. The hmm. sack kind of found him, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Matt says Jacksonville's an easy drive from Columbia. It is. You can probably, probably make that pretty quick. Um, Clint was 100% Citrus at first, starting to see the merits of the Gator. I didn't know this. They bulldozed the Jacksonville landing, and they're building condos. How – I know there was a – unfortunately, there was a shooting there at the, at the arcade, but there's no more Jacksonville landing? Same thing, same thing. I, I had no idea the Carolina Ale House in the Vista was closed. <laughs> I was right, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I miss, I miss these things. So, so my question is, if I do that with Jacksonville Beach, would I just go to the beach, or would I, you know, where, where you know, where do I stay where I can easily Uber or yeah. <laughs> take transportation yeah. to the stadium yeah. and back? I don't know. Um, I've never spent a lot of time in Jacksonville. I always just pass through. Yeah. Uh, Chuck brings up something about that Notre Dame game uh, in in 84. Uh, He says in Columbia, he was there in 83. That was actually my first Carolina home game, Carolina, Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat the tar out of Carolina that day, 30 to six in 83. Uh, But then the Gamecocks won in South Bend the next year. So that's the thing there. Jim says, I've been a Gamecock club at lowest donation level for years. Never put in, got tickets to the Gamecock club. Should I put in for tickets or am I better off just going through bowl website or stuff up? All right. So Jim, I'm going to give you some advice. Um, I would, if it's the out with the, the rely quest, there'll probably be plenty of tickets available. Gator is going to be a tough ticket. Uh, I did see some relatively inexpensive lower level seats uh, and actually the club seats aren't terrible right now um, uh, for Jacksonville. But if it's Carolina, Notre Dame, those tickets are going to go pretty quick because Notre Dame, they've got fans all over the country. Um, the fans, Notre Dame fans in Florida, obviously will want to go because they can't get to South Bend a lot. Um, it'll be a big ticket. And then there's fans, Notre Dame's playing in, in their city. There's just college football fans that'll go because it's Notre Dame. Anthony says, Sawyer next taught my intro to psych class in college. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, a wonderful teacher. 
Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Carolina, which is the best eight and four team? Uh, I saw something. Somebody like Michael Bratton said Ole Miss's best win this year was Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State beat Arkansas, beat Ole Miss, uh, beat A&M. I'd take us on a neutral field over both. I, me too, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I and I think right now, uh, Carolina's the hottest team, you know. Uh, yeah, Mississippi. yeah, we got all the momentum going into this from a yeah. bowl perspective. That, that yeah, I mean, should mean something. I mean, you think, you think about, uh, you know, Ole Miss nearly knocked off Bama. That's fine. But against the contenders in the SEC, you know, Mississippi State was just not competitive against Bama or Georgia. You know, Carolina knocked off Tennessee. I know Carolina has a, had a blowout loss to Florida and whatever. So, so I don't know. Uh, I also think this, the Citrus Bowl, if it's all equal like that, they usually like to take uh, – or the Bulls in Florida like to take an East team because they want to sell tickets. Um, Queasy says, not all eight and four records are equal. If we beat Clemson in Florida and lost to Clemson in Tennessee, this wouldn't feel as good. That's true. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Dabo will replace Link Sonder. Sonder has a something that could probably happen. Babo will replace Lane Kiffin at Alabama market now. Well, Clint says, what about Dabo for OC? No. No. <laughs> that's going to be a joke, right, Clint? Uh, that's <laughs> probably worse than Satterfield, uh, I would think. Daddy O says, Notre Dame will rush for 1,000 yards if we play them. Uh, Clemson didn't. Don't, don't get caught up in their – Masterful performance against the Tigers. Don't wait that so much. This is not a, a – keep in mind, Stanford beat them at home. Marshall beat them at home. Uh, now, they had some games where they got up off the mat. Clemson, North Carolina. I watched them play Southern Cal. I thought they gave a spirited effort. Um, but this is not like a big time – you know, I think Illinois, actually, if you want to know the matchup with rushing, running the ball, uh, Illinois could be very problematic because they have Chase yeah. Brown. Of course, Chase Brown may opt out because he's a really good player, but uh, that's the thing there. Um, you know, Travis goes to the Bears. I got to keep going. All right, Seth. Okay, Seth says, thanks, guys. Really love the show. What was that email one more time? We got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craiger, let us know what Beaver says. Maybe says, JC, do you think it's more valuable to get a five-star recruit out of high school or an instant impact transfer type like Juice Wells? Well, it kind of depends on who you have on your roster. Uh, I, I think that at receiver, a lot of those five-star receiver guys are ready to go. I mean, they can come in um, depending on who they are and really play at a high level. Then you have some guys that come in as five-star receivers that like Luther Burden at uh, Missouri, who's probably not – you know, quite ready to go in and, and run what Drinkwitz wants to run. So they just kind of use him in a different way. Uh, he didn't exactly light the world on fire. Um, so I, I just think it kind of depends on who you've got. I, I think that, you know, when you're, when you're talking about certain positions, you know, you'd ideally like to have both. But, uh, you know, and stagger them, you know, because the one replaces the other. But, uh, you know, I, I, if I were – I would not trade Juice Wells at Carolina last year. Uh, name the people everybody got mad at Justin Step at for not signing last year. Um, uh, you know, name them. Um, Antonio Williams on Saturday. <laughs> Antonio Williams was in that class. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. name. I would I would have him over Williams. I mean, 
the thing is, though, Clemson's going to get Williams for four years or three years, and he's going to be really good. And so Carolina's probably looking at one with Wells. As far as Wells going pro, I think – look, I think that uh, – I'm just going to be honest. If, if anybody – that, that has some eligibility that, that, that there's any question about. So I'm not talking about like Zach Pickens because I think he's ready to roll. Um, anybody on the roster that's thinking about it that should go, it's Juice. Juice is ready. Yeah. Now, the only yeah. question is, does he want to come back, play in a different offense, see if he can mount a Heisman campaign? And I think he's probably at least a second rounder now. But uh, does he want to play his way in the top 10, something like that? Uh, and I think a lot of that may depend on if Rattler, if Rattler comes back, I can see Juice coming back and saying, all right, let's run it back and really try to do it. Seth mm-hmm. also won a $100 bet against a Clemson friend. Ha! Nice. Uh, nice. And then he hit a five-game parlay over the weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> Way to go, Seth. Woo! You are, man. You're killing it, Seth. Way to go. Daddy S says, Brett Belima definitely outkicked his coverage. I agree. That's mm-hmm. why I think that, 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 that young man right there, we all should look up to him. Uh, John says, question, do you think Phil Longo is tired of trying to compensate for horrifically bad defense? They led the ACC again in offense, but if they played a lick of D at UNC, I'm just saying. Here's the thing. I think I think some of the concerns about Longo are, are valid because um, his offense has gotten stymied by good defenses. But if you sort of think about it, I mean, you can't judge everything off like – I mean, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying anybody's doing that. I'm saying if you're a Carolina person, you can't judge everything off the Mayo Bowl uh, on him. Um, remember Ole Miss in 2018? Uh, now, I don't know how Carolina's defense did it in the fourth quarter. They held a negative 13 yards in the fourth quarter, but Ole Miss finished with 612. Uh, and, and Jake Bentley and Mon Denson had some heroics, and Carolina won out there 48-44. But they, they didn't play a lick of defense at Ole Miss when he was there. North Carolina's defense has just been bad um, through two pretty accomplished coordinators in Bateman and now Chiswick, and they've recruited really well on defense too. Um, it may just be the ACC. Uh, I like Phil – what I like about Phil Longo uh, is he does run the football. I mean, North Carolina's best team they've had under Matt was the pandemic year. Javante Williams and Michael Carter, two, by the way, two three-star kids from North Carolina nobody else wanted that Larry Fedora signed, <laughs> uh, I think they're both in the NFL now, both really good. I mean, they ran it up on people that they couldn't play defense, but you know, that's the thing. Uh, Colin says the rely quest bowl keeps sliding in my DMS. I told her, I think we should see other people. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> my boy, Dennis comes in. Dennis is watching us on Facebook. It says, which bowl Gator, Rely a quest or citrus. I'm I'm still I got a kind of a that's why one of the reasons I put the poll up today. I kind of got a feeling sort of uh, about the Gator Bowl still happening. Just because I can't imagine if there's this much pushback that the SEC would just say, no, we're sending we're sending Mississippi State to the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Right. Now yeah. and here's one thing too though, LSU. I mean, if LSU gets beat down, uh, and the SEC is kind of hesitant about doing this because they don't like they don't really like the juicy storylines. Like that's why Texas and Texas A and M have never been matched up in a bowl. 
But LSU, Notre Dame, and the Gator Bowl, it would be gold, Jerry, gold, and lots of gold since both of those teams are gold. You know, um, LSU, Notre Dame like to play each other anyway because lots of Catholics in Louisiana, uh, more so than maybe most other Southern states. Uh, and so there's kind of an affinity for the school uh, with LSU. But then also there's that little Brian Kelly thing. <laughs> That little Brian Kelly. Little thing. Brian Kelly thing. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, so, but I, I'll tell you this if LSU gets beat down by Georgia, uh, or if LSU pulls the upset and plays its way back in, and we'll know more with the when the rankings come out tonight, right? Because the rankings have a lot to do with this. If LSU pulls the upset and plays its way back into the New Year's six mix, then I then I think I think I think that could open up the citrus for Carolina. Uh, and the citrus orange determine who plays against the top ACC opponent. Is that do they just they just pick? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Th those bowls are kind of in like a draft. Like they yeah. go pick one, pick two. Like uh, I think the Cotton Bowl has the last pick this year, so that's why people are projecting Tulane to go yeah. to Jerry, Jerry World and play in the Cotton Bowl or UCF. Think, who are the four? What are the four playoff? Course, oh three, shoot! Three. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, I know the, the I know this year, right? In my right? No, name? no, not, the rose is not. It's the it's the fiesta. I fiesta think, and, and, and the peach, fiesta mm. and the peach, peach. Yeah, peach, peach bowl this year. Mm -hmm. Um, is that right? Yeah, fiesta and peach. Because I remember mm -hmm. watching. Uh, I was on a trip. I remember watching the peach with Alabama, Washington, and then the Fiesta with Clemson and Ohio state on the same trip. So, uh, so yeah, that's the, and then the other one's kind of selected order. Uh, Orange bowl matches, SEC, ACC, uh, the S the next SEC team goes to the sugar uh, to play a big 12 team. And then the cotton's kind of wide open, but yeah, you know, we'll see Rancic can someone who really knows, tell me what happened to the USC offense and games against Tennessee, Missouri and Arkansas. Compared to the last two games of the year, oh, you mean Florida, Missouri, and Arkansas? Mm -hmm. They simplified it. They they changed the operational in-game aspect of it. In other words, streamlined the play calls, uh, shrank the playbook. Told Spencer to go fast, operate at a faster tempo. They used formations and motions to kind of less disguise groupings, yeah. way mm -hmm. dramatically less personnel groupings. Uh, Satterfield said he, did, he didn't want to like, he said, I don't know what simplify means. Well, obviously, you know, Marcus, but, uh, and he liked to use the word mainstream. I'll use it, you know, out of respect. Uh, so he's got really the guys can do, and that's kind of been the problem. And that's why the problems have been schematic. Everybody kind of, some people want to blame Spencer Rattler, some will blame offensive line. I'm not saying these guys have played like gangbusters all year, but. They've showed you what they are capable of doing, Rand, um, lately. Um, and Rand said he meant Florida, not Tennessee. I, I got you. I correct you there, buddy. Um, Phil, JC, Jared said thoughts on Hugh Freeze and the staff he might put together. Oh, they're going to give him a bunch of money for staff. Yeah, they're going to throw all the money at him they need to. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I know he's, yeah. you know, he's a controversial hire. It's, uh, you know. It, well, I was surprised that the blowback a lot of Auburn people had about it because normally, mm -hmm. I mean, they hired Bruce Pearl and didn't think twice. <clears throat> now, uh, Freeze has some other baggage too, though. Um, 
you know, and he, he talked to Tanner when uh, the South Carolina job was open, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, which is a job he wanted, didn't, Danny White didn't even talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the word I got from South Carolina was, well, just apparent they couldn't work anything out. And, and the, the SEC is kind of kicked and screamed. And, and so here, here's the thing about Hugh Freeze. There's what we know. And then there's everything else. It's like right. an ice, it's like an iceberg, you know. Yeah. You're like you see the little icebergs in there. Oh, it looks like a little elf on the on the ocean, and then it just wrecks your ocean liner. Mm-hmm. So that that's the thing there. I, I was just look. Unless there's just something egregiously bad, and, and there's some things out there that could be bad, but uh, these days everybody's kind of fact free about a lot of things. They just jump to conclusions and want to ruin people's careers and lives mm-hmm. and everything else based on speculation and, you know, and, and lived experience of the, of the alleged other person and all that. And it's just a fact free world we live in. So I'm interested in the facts. Now, if the facts are that he, uh, if the facts are that, you know, he, he pulled some shady stuff and some of this stuff, then uh, Auburn may have a problem. Right. right. Uh, but if not, I think he's, the, you know, arguably a better hire than Kiffin for them because uh, I think he fits in at a place like Auburn. Uh, he's a proven winner. Uh, he can recruit. He's beaten Alabama. You know, people are, people people say he hadn't won anything. That's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. He was at Ole Miss. What's Lane Kiffin ever won uh, as, a, as a head coach? Please yeah, I love me. that. They're like his record was sub five hundred at Old Miss. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, so so you're either like, Old Miss, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they, 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 I think they had won like four games in two years before he got there. Uh, and Kiffin did win the what was it Conference USA at Florida Atlantic. So maybe, yeah. he, but I just I just don't know. I just don't know. Meredith was not alive last time the Gamecocks played Notre Dame. <laughs> Maybe says if they played Iowa, you'd score at least a defensive or special teams touchdown. J-Rock says, who's open for Tennessee, Clemson, and the Orange Bowl? I'd like that because that's going to send um, Alabama back to the playoff. I'd kind of like to see them. That Nick would Silver. probably signal Alabama in the playoff, wouldn't it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think Tennessee's looking at Cotton Bowl at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daddy O says 76 is the greatest year in history to take your first breath. Hey, I, that's why I was born. Damn, I missed it. Seventy-six. Sorry, Phil. That's all right. I'll forgive you for missing my birth. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was born the day after Christmas in nineteen seventy-six. Almost you were a, a Boxing Day present. Boxing Day. Uh, Quantrell says black helmets in the bowl game. Almost to the point they should be permanent. Yeah, they've done Carolina well mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, Reggie says, I was 14 and 84 and remember Bob Fulton and Tommy screaming in the radio with a coming from out win. That was a legendary seven from Arizona that played that day. Mike Hold, for those of you that don't know, he's from also from, he was from Tempe, which is in Phoenix, uh, same place Rattler's from. Uh, and he also beat Clemson that year. Yeah, I remember Bob Fulton's like, it's celebration time as Carolina defeats Notre Dame here at South Bend today. <laughs> Uh, no Mercy says, who is Beamer looking for to replace Sat? Everybody knows Sat didn't call our last two games. The difference is night and day. Uh, I think he called them, but he was given guardrails. Yeah, there were yeah, definitely and, some constraints. And, and, that, that, <laughs> and look, I, I'd be lying if I told you I thought the outcomes would be with Tennessee and Clemson what they were, right? 
Um, but I, but I understood the the process of like not punting him then, because that basically you you throw you have to keep in mind you're dealing with humans, you know, human beings with emotions and student athletes with class and people and all that. And even if everybody thought, well, this guy should be gone, and you know, we really should, we could have a new coach. It, it wasn't a situation internally with the players. Now maybe other staff was frustrated or whatever, but with the players, it wasn't a situation where, you know, they were like, boy, it'll be a relief and we could play free if he's gone. What he needed to do was adjust. And then he called it based on the guidelines that were given him with some, some other input. And it worked. Probably should have been doing that all year. We'd have been talking about the playoff ranking tonight and there'd be more than however. And we wouldn't be expecting to be 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 